Hello, and welcome to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast, a sacred place for women all around the world to find wisdom about the sacred feminine, empowerment, and healing. From natural health suggestions, traditional wisdom, and transformative stories, you'll be immersed in topics that bring you inspiration and clarity. If you're ready to awaken the wild woman within, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast with Cassandra Wilder. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast. My name is Cassandra. So incredibly excited for this week's episode. I cannot believe that we are almost complete with 2019, that in just a couple weeks, it's going to be a new year and also a new decade for all of us. So I'm really excited to share the 11 big changes I made in my life in 2019 that absolutely transformed this year. But before we dive into that, I want to highlight a beautiful, beautiful woman that has left a beautiful review on the Goddess Ceremony podcast. So this is from Yogi Sister 31 And she says, I couldn't have found this podcast at a more perfect time. I am starting to dive deeper into my spiritual journey and every episode that I have listened to has totally helped me along the way. I especially love the Manifestation Podcast and Reconnecting to Your Intuition Podcast. I find myself constantly quoting Cassandra to everyone I know and I am so grateful for the wisdom and insight she provides. Hope to make it to a retreat in 2020. My gosh, thank you so much. That makes me... That makes me laugh thinking of you sharing insights from me and being like, there's this woman with this podcast. You got to listen to it. (laughs) So sweet. Thank you so much, my sister. And if you feel called to leave us a five-star review on iTunes, that would mean the world to me. And I hope to highlight your beautiful review here on the podcast. Okay, so I don't know about all of you, but I love the new year. I love love the new year. I love the idea of a fresh start. I love setting new goals. As you all know, I love manifesting. And to me, there is no better time to do that than the new year. And especially knowing that 2020 is a new decade. I mean, can you all think back to where you were 10 years ago? It's probably kind of scary for a lot of us to think where we were 10 years ago, because we were probably completely different people. But how many of us have gone through a new year or maybe every new year of our life with such good intentions, with, you know, a lot of conviction and a lot of excitement. And then we wake up in February and we realize that we like totally have fallen off the boat, that we haven't done anything that we committed to. And it gets to this awkward point where we just shrug our shoulders and think, well, better luck next year. I guess I'll just start my my workout program then or I'll start eating healthier next time or I'll you know, connect with like-minded people, or I'll quit my corporate job and do what I actually love next time. So what I want to really instill in you is the idea that that doesn't have to be the norm. And in fact, what I want to do to support all of you as we step into 2020 is give you a free set of tools to help 2020 be the year that you do actually achieve your dreams and feel on on fire with your success. These are the exact things that I implemented in 2019, and they radically changed my life. So what I'm actually doing is leading a free webinar on Saturday, December 21st. So mark your calendar, and I'm going to go through my exact process to actually allow you to step into 2020 ready to achieve your goals. So no more kind of sort of intentions, no more vague ideas like, 
uh, I'm going to lose weight or I'm going to find a hobby, you know, no more of that because that doesn't stick. That's not what changes our lives. I'm going to give you my exact process so that you can step into 2020 and really feel like this is your year. So go to the show notes, click that link, get on the list. And then on Saturday, you'll get an email with the webinar. If you can't make it live, no worries, you'll get a recording. So super, super excited to support all of you as we step into 2020. Okay, so how was 2019 so radically different for me? Well, the last few days I've been reflecting on this last year, and it's just been incredible to think about everything that happened, everything that aligned, and some of the things that didn't align, things that I thought I really wanted that truly were not in my best interest and didn't happen. I did a lot different in 2019. And it was a really big year for goddess ceremony and also for myself personally. For both the brand and myself, there was a lot of growth. There was a lot of transformation, healing, clarity. It was a really big year. And I think what set this year so different was this exact process I'm about to tell you. These exact 11 things that totally transformed how I showed up this year. This year, I was really done with playing the impoverished entrepreneur. I was really tired of feeling like I was always at the mercy of my circumstances. I was really ready to finally show up and really embody the leader. So here are my 11 habits that I did this year that completely changed my life. These can be things that you implemented 2020. These can be things that you can start doing right now if they speak to you and inspire you. So again, these are really personal to me, but these have been the absolute transformative tools that have really helped me this year. Okay, number one, I invested in myself this year and I finally found my mentors. We all have people maybe that we know personally or in the online space that really speak to us, that we really look up to, that really, really resonate. And for years, I feel like I had dozens of mentors. I was looking up to everyone. And if someone said the best way to do this is this, I would be like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. And then I'd listen to a different mentor and they'd say, no, you never do that. You always do this, this, and this. And I would listen. And because of that, I felt scattered. I felt like I didn't know the right approach. And frankly, it didn't help my quality of life. And so this year I finally found my people or my mentors, the coaches, the teachers, the guides that really resonate with me. And I chose to invest with them and to study with them and to learn how they do it. I really think that if you want to have a successful life or to, you know, really live a life similar to someone that you look up to, you have to model what they do and what their habits are. Not to copy them, but to see what they do and to find inspiration in that. So it was such a transformative year because I finally did stand up and invest in myself. No more of this (laughs) willy-nilly studying with these amazing people. And instead it was, I'm ready to be present. I'm ready to be coachable and I'm ready to learn. I love the quote that you cannot keep doing what you've always done and expect different results. I think that's also the definition of insanity, (laughs) but it is so crucial to know that if you want things to be different, then something has to change. And that is one of the most valuable things I learned this year. The second thing that made a massive difference in my quality of life, especially this year, was I had a social media free day once a week. 
This is especially important for those of us that have a business online or feel like we are constantly attached to our phone. But even if it's not business, it's just kind of a vice or a crutch that we tend to reach for, a social media free day at one day a week, wow. I can't even tell you how life-changing it's been to just give me at least one day to clear my mind, to step away from the mindless scrolling. I don't know about you, but this happens to me pretty frequently where I will go onto my phone with a good intention, like I'm gonna respond to this text, or I'm going to check my email, or I'm gonna forward this thing, and then 20 minutes go by and I'm scrolling some random person's profile on Instagram. Totally mindless, totally robotic, zombie-like, and I don't like it. So by taking one day a week to be really intentional, to be present, especially in my relationships, it's so incredibly crucial. So maybe give yourself that challenge this following year to pick one day a week where you do not get on social media. I highly, highly recommend it. Another thing that was really powerful for me this year was I really stepped into my manifestation practice and what helped me do that was by creating a phone background vision board. So if you've listened to my other manifestation podcasts and you know the subconscious is a really powerful part of manifestation. You can manifest money or friendships or success all day long, but if you have subconscious patterns that say that there's never enough money, I'm not worthy, I'm not capable of being loved, whatever, likely your manifestations are never going to come true. And one really valuable way we can start to repattern the subconscious are the things that you look at every day. And so earlier this year, I thought, well, what is something I look at multiple times a day? And I realized, well, my phone. When I tap the screen for no reason, maybe to check the time, but it's kind of this, again, like zombie-like response where you are always tapping your phone and looking at it. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Please tell me it's not just me. So I decided that would be a really easy way for me to imprint something new into my subconscious. So every time I touch my phone, my subconscious is seeing the imagery on that screen. So I made a vision board of my dream life and I made that my home screen background on my phone. And it has been absolutely amazing. I've watched multiple things manifest just from being on that screen. So if you join the free webinar on Saturday, I'm going to talk a little bit more about this. And then also next week in the podcast, I'll have a cool announcement on how you can get a free online vision board making workshop with me where I'll actually teach you how to make a beautiful vision board on your phone or your desktop computer or whatever you want so that you can reprogram your subconscious in 2020. So join me on Saturday. Again, the link is in the show notes or listen to the podcast next week and I'll have a little more details about that. All right, number four, I made self-care a non-negotiable. When especially I feel like you're an entrepreneur or maybe it's for anyone, whether you're a mom or you have a family or you're working in the corporate world, I think it's just inevitable in our Western world to burn out at some point. And especially in 2018, I worked so hard building the business that self-care was almost like a different language. I didn't prioritize it very well because I was constantly traveling. I was doing 17 or 18 retreats a year. I wasn't home the vast majority of the time. And so self-care became very, uh, very impossible in my mind. So I didn't prioritize it at all. This year I changed that. I made self-care non-negotiable. For me, my favorite things are taking a bath because I have one of those cool clawfoot tubs. I think they're so comfy and I just love them. 
for me, it was prioritizing time outside or a yoga class. And then, of course, this year I manifested my amazing dream partner. And he has been so instrumental in helping me know when to take a break. So if it's 8 o'clock at night and I'm still working on my computer, he's such a great inspiration to me to come up and say, babe, what are you doing? Is this really important to do right now or can you take a break? And that's been so, so helpful for me as someone that has been so ingrained in this masculine, go, 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 you gotta achieve, you gotta succeed. He's been a really great mentor for me in slowing down. Here's a big one, number five. This year I said yes to things that were 100% out of my comfort zone. So this was things uh, like travel, going to big festivals, big collaborations with really amazing companies, um, saying yes to publishing a book. Top secret, now you know, it's coming soon. <laughs> uh, these were things that at one point seemed impossible to me, but this year I said yes to them because I feel like if you're not scared or what's even the word I'm looking for? If you're not scared or almost intimidated when you're saying yes to something, I question if it's really in alignment with you. Yes, it should feel good, but it should also feel scary. I feel like that's a sign that you are doing something big, that you are getting out of your comfort zone and you're choosing to show up. The sixth thing I did this year is I made time for things I love. And that for me is yoga, working out, being with my family, date nights, travel. I got to go back to Alaska this year. And a lot of you know, that's one of my favorite places in the entire world. And it felt so good to carve out two weeks just for me to enjoy being in Alaska. Yes, I was going up there for a retreat, but rather than making it a quick trip where it's just for work, it was also for pleasure. So I really prioritized, again, kind of related to the self-care, time for me to just do what actually makes me happy. The seventh thing I did this year is I stopped playing small and I took risks. Especially if you've been following me for the last few years, you've probably seen some major shifts. You've seen a lot of what I would call up-leveling <laughs> and just big changes in how I show up and what I do. And for a long time, especially if you've listened to one of the first podcasts about my story, then you'll have heard that I played so small for so long. I wanted to be humble. And humble is such a, an interesting word. Often when we are trying to be humble, we are actually doing a disservice to ourselves. Yes, you don't need to walk into a room and say, I'm the best thing that ever lived, and you are so blessed to be in my presence. No, but we also don't need to downplay who we are, act like we don't have something really epic to contribute. So this year, I stopped playing small. I created new courses. I did new retreats in new areas. We did a workshop tour. I launched the podcast, of course, which was a huge thing for me. I was so incredibly scared to do that. And all of it paid off massively because I grew my following. I grew my impact. And that is exactly what I wanted at the beginning of this year. The eighth thing I did this year is I directed my energy away from unhealthy relationships and environments. So this is something I actually let go of in 2019. I was feeding a lot of energy into unhealthy relationships and I was having a lot of attachment to things that frankly I knew did not serve me. And yet I continued to connect to them. And as soon as I chose to lovingly end those relationships, take myself out of those environments, everything changed for me. 
And no longer was I feeling weighed down or bogged down or super emotional over these things, but instead it was as though that chapter needed to be closed so that the next chapter could begin. That was a really big thing for me this year. This year I also prioritized my healing and I really practiced what I preach. Now this isn't to say that I've been an imposter over here, not doing anything that I advocate at retreats or something. No, but I think it's inevitable that at some point we fall off the wagon ourselves. You know, we say it's so great to meditate every day and then we check in on ourselves and we realize we haven't meditated personally in two weeks. It's just an inevitable thing, I think. And so this year was my year to really dig into my subconscious, to really look really, really deep at myself and do more of those healing layers. Because as we all know, the healing journey doesn't end. And just when you think it has, a new wound will surface and you'll have to go back into it. So it was a great year for me to be really honest with myself, look at my patterns, especially. That was really what I focused on this year, are my unconscious patterns, the way that I show up if I'm not being mindful, and to lovingly address those. This one's gonna resonate for a lot of you. Number 10 was I ditched the idea of competition in my business. Let me just get real vulnerable and honest <laughs> with you all. Real talk, for the first couple years in my business, I compared myself to really anyone else in the retreat world, in the natural health world, women's spirituality, whatever. And I took things really, really personally. So for example, the first few years, I would have a couple people come to a retreat and then go on to basically duplicate what I do and try to make money with it. And at that time, it would just devastate me. It would just like hurt me so deeply to think that these people that I lovingly welcomed into my space would then come and, and my words that I would have used then steal what I was doing, the exact layout or the exact way that I lead things and then duplicate it and then try and compete with me. And I made it such a big deal in my head. I took it so personally and I made so many stories out of it. This year was the first year that I was able to let go of that need to compare, to let go of that need to be angry over things like that. The simple truth is when you're doing big revolutionary things in the world, other people are gonna see it and they're gonna wanna be involved and they're gonna wanna pick at it. And maybe rather than seeing that as a bad thing, maybe we should celebrate that. And this year that's where I feel like I finally arrived to think, you know, I'm so glad that this information is getting out there. And then I also, got out of my own way with this idea of competition and rather than looking at other people especially on social media and thinking wow they have it all figured out look at them how did they build that following how are they so successful i learned how to simply celebrate other people's success when you start to do that your own success is inevitable it's when we compare and poke and prod and get angry about someone else succeeding that we truly do ourselves more harm than good so if there's one thing that you, you uh, embody moving forward into 2020, I would say it's ditching this idea of competition, letting go of the need to compete with other people, especially other women, and instead to simply celebrate them in what they're doing. And last, but certainly not least, this year I showed up authentically and I got really vulnerable. So I stopped pretending 
that everything was amazing and perfect. That was never my intention to come off that way, but I think especially in the online world, it's just easier most of the time to post a selfie that's been edited and has filters on it and to say hashtag grateful when really you're having a terrible day. I think most of the time, it's not coming from a space of, I don't wanna be authentic with my audience today, but rather it's, I'm just not feeling super hot, and so I'm gonna post a picture of a different day when I was feeling a lot better. This year, I shared a lot of vulnerable moments. I shared about my burnout moment that happened at the beginning of this year when I was so in the middle of retreats and launches and courses that I truly burnt out. I had a total crisis. I was like, what am I doing? Is this even the right path for me? It was very dramatic <laughs> and you know, I was able to sit with it and go through it and move on. And that was really powerful for me. But I shared about that journey online. I talked about things like dating and you know, the current things that I was moving through that were relatable, that we all understand. And rather than hiding behind this facade of I'm Cassandra and I lead goddess retreats and I have an amazing business. It was more like today, this is the truth. Today I'm moving through my own healing journey. And if you're moving through your healing journey too, I get you. And I think that completely changed how I showed up with people in 2019. And I also think that was why this was one of the most successful years for myself personally and for goddess ceremony. So really, I want to thank you for being part of this wild journey with me in 2019. Thank you for allowing me to be vulnerable. Thank you for believing in the mission that I am so convicted in. It really means the world to me to know that you've all been here and whether this is the first podcast you've ever listened to or if you've downloaded every single episode since February and totally binged on them, <laughs> know that I truly and humbly bow to you, respect you, love you, appreciate you. And I know that 2020 is going to be the best year for all of us. So thank you. Thank you for being here. Go to the show notes, make sure you get on the email list for the webinar so that I can give you some epic tools and wisdom be present with you, share my face with you. We can chat a little bit in the chat box and really make it a beautiful way for us to meet in an online world. <laughs> I so look forward to that. Thank you, my beautiful friend. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us for the Goddess Ceremony podcast. We hope you found inspiration and healing within this sacred space. If you're feeling the call to join us for an upcoming Sacred Goddess Retreat or transformative women's leadership training, now is the time to rise. You can find details about upcoming retreats and trainings at goddessceremony.com. We'll see you in the next podcast, sister. Thank you.